1: Hello, 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 it's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding. And welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where every week I help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. That might be the mission of the nonprofit that you're working at. Or if you're a freelance grant writer or a nonprofit consultant, the many different missions that you work with. In today's podcast, we have Mr. Michael Thatcher from Charity Navigator on the podcast. This is really exciting because Charity Navigator, you may have heard of it. Um, it is a wonderful place for a number of reasons, and we're really going to dive into those reasons today. But some of the highlighted reasons are, of course, for your nonprofits out there. You may be listed on Charity Navigator already, and you may already have gone through some of the ranking process that is done on nonprofits. And we're going to talk about the four different uh, features or criteria on how Charity Navigator ranks your nonprofit. And this is really important because guess who goes to Charity Navigator as well? funding sources, right? So if you're applying for grants, maybe some foundations go there to really see what the credibility of your nonprofit is. Um, The other people that go to Charity Navigator to see about potentially giving to your nonprofit are donors, right? So, Charity Navigator is a wonderful website set up where donors can go. And a new feature that Michael talks about today um, that they've just recently released is the ability for donors to go and really find nonprofits that align with certain causes that they feel passionate about giving to. So they're able to say, okay, I want to give to this cause. I'm really excited. I don't know personally any nonprofits, maybe, right, that do this type of work, but I'm really passionate about it. I want to give in that area. I really feel aligned with this. They go to Charity Navigator so they can find the nonprofits that are out there giving. And then they can also look at the ranking of your nonprofit to really say, this is the one I wanna give. They're, they rank high in leadership. They rank high in financial capabilities, right? All of the types of things that really have a lot of transparency. So that is why it is so important for you to be on Charity Navigator and to really understand what it is. So we're definitely going to get into all of that today. Of course, before we do, a quick word from our sponsor, Grant Writing and Funding. If you're looking for places to really get your nonprofit position better to get funding for more credibility, you can also take our free checklist and that is the top 10 tips to position your nonprofit for funding. It's a ranking. It's a checklist. You can see where you rank automatically. You can definitely jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash start here. All right. So just go to start dash here and you can join that. You'll see it on there or you can join our free hub haven and it's also in there. So if you're looking at, you know, this, episode really rings true with you, definitely go there for another free resource where you can really see what the ranking of your nonprofit is. We also have our free grants formula. And if you're interested in freelance grant writing, we have fantastic videos and we also have a workbook um, to really get you positioned to get your freelance grant writing business set up. And of course, we also offer on-demand courses and some other great resources. So please go over to grantwritingandfunding.com for more information and for today's episode, specifically, if you want more information about Charity Navigator, jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward 254. Then you can find all of the, the show notes for today's episode. So let's talk a little bit more about Michael. I'm going to give an introduction to him as he's coming on the podcast in just a couple of minutes. So Michael leads Charity Navigator in its efforts to make impactful philanthropy easier for all by increasing the breadth and the depth of evaluation methodologies to facilitate ratings, coverage of substantially larger numbers of charities and expand how the information engages new and existing audiences. Prior to joining Charity Navigator, Michael spent more than 15 years with Microsoft, the last 10 of which as their public sector chief technology officer, responsible for technology policy initiatives and engagements with government and academic leaders in Asia, the Middle East, and Africa. Michael's eclectic background includes years at sea conducting oceanographic research with Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution. Posing Music and Dancing Internationally is a co-founder and co-director of Dance Music Light. He has held also various board positions within the nonprofit and tech sectors, holds several patents in enterprise systems management, and has a degree in music from Columbia University in New York. So we're going to kind of talk about some of those more eclectic backgrounds too, but we're really going to spend most of our time today talking about Charity Navigator and how it really relates to your nonprofit. And once again, for all of today's show notes, please visit grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 254. All right, here's Michael. Hello, hello, hello! It's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and I'm so excited to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission every single week of your nonprofit or of your nonprofit consultant, the many different nonprofits that you work with. And today on the show, I have a special guest from Charity Navigator, and that is who leads it, Mr. Michael Thatcher, who has been doing a lot of work, very diverse work, leading up to this point that he's going to talk about. But we're going to talk about what Charity Navigator is and why your nonprofit may want to tune in or if you're a volunteer or donor, why you might want to tune into this today because it is really important and it's a really cool program. So welcome, Michael. Thank you for coming on the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast.
0: Thank you, Holly. I'm delighted to be here.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. And where where are you tuning in from again? We forgot to talk about that in the green room. Where, where are you? I am...
0: Um... Calling in or tuning in from New York, just new outside York. of New York City. Yeah. All right, so. all
1: right, <laughs> just outside of New York City. Okay, so we're doing halfway yeah. around the world today, so I love it. So that's a nice meet- in the middle here on virtual uh, world. So we're going to be talking about Charity Navigator, and that might be something that's new to folks, but we're definitely going to drop all of the links. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, down below, if you're listening on the podcast, on um, the show notes. So definitely do check out the notes here, but I just wanted to talk about like what you're doing and what Charity Navigator is and what brought you there. But before that, I just want to let you guys know that Michael, you lead Charity Navigator in the efforts to make impactful philanthropy easier for all people, facilitating ratings, coverage, and expanding how the information engages new and existing audiences. And I think that's really cool. So kind of to break that down, what we talked about is If you're a nonprofit, you want to get there because you have this really cool rating system that increases transparency, credibility, and shows people that here, we're going to look at these different things. We're going to put it on our website. Donors can look at this. Volunteers can look at this and really get a good indication of what type of nonprofit you are. Because a lot of times they don't know you from anything. (laughs) So when you're saying, give us money. So can we kind of talk about that? And then we're going to get into your story, but just a little bit on Charity Navigator.
0: I think the thing the thing to think about with charity navigators we're a website mm-hmm. uh which is freely accessible to donors to charities to everyone, so everything we do is free. We have a database of all legally registered u s nonprofits so it's about one point six million charities all exist on our platform. We have ratings on about two hundred thousand of them, mm-hmm. so that's a significant amount, and that rating is essentially it it has become, particularly with the general public in the U.S., mm-hmm. a premium trust indicator for nonprofits. So it's basically we're building trust between you and your nonprofit and the donor that's searching for an organization that's addressing the causes that you're actually you're working on. Mm-hmm. The other the other elements of the website is, you know, there's a um, a uh, search feature, we've just put out a whole new version of the website. And so we really spent a lot of time and effort on improving the search so that you can search on cause areas, on types of ratings, quantity of information within the ratings. So this is another incentive to, you know, get us your data, because mm-hmm. that data actually differentiates you from your peers. And okay. it actually makes you more discoverable to mm-hmm. someone that's looking for what you do. Mm -hmm. We have, um, there's a giving feature, which allows the donor when they found you to actually complete the transaction. There also, we put together curated lists. So when there are things, things that happen in the world, um, usually, unfortunately, it's bad things that happen in the world, whether it's um, uh, human related or environmentally related, hurricanes, disasters. Right now, there's a lot going on with the relief effort in the Ukraine. So that's we'll put together lists of organizations that are actually addressing some of these humanitarian issues. And those will be lists of um, highly rated organizations that we're aware of that are actually doing work in that specific cause area. So again, as a as a nonprofit that's maybe doing work, for example, in the Ukraine or in some environmental area where there's been a situation. We can actually make you discoverable to to donors that will then support what you're doing in that in that specific area.
1: Mm, I really like that. That's it. and that makes sense, right? Because a lot of people, like you said, when there's certain causes or social movements or things going on, people want to get involved, and they're kind of like, "Well, who do I give to?" Right? So, and then even if they find someplace just by googling, they may not know, like, "Well, where does this money go when I give it to them?" You know. So there's there's a lot of and, and there's research that's showing that millennials, Gen Z, right? They're really interested in finding out these types of credibility and transparency um, within organizations before they give. Like there's a lot more movement towards that. And partly maybe that could be because this is getting more accessible, right? So we're able to, but it still means people like you that can collate the information and can present it then in a, you know, a way that's really, uh, you know, people can understand, right? So that just right. all so.
0: And I think that's the thing where, you know, one of the, um, something that affects all of us. So one thing to be aware of charity navigator is also a charity, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we're also, we do a lot of fundraising ourselves and you've got to figure out a way to, to differentiate yourself, mm-hmm. uh, from others that are doing what you're doing. And so, but we're going to do it with the best of our possible marketing resources. Mm-hmm. now we're not all having the same resources for our marketing budgets mm-hmm. the, um, when you come to charity navigator and donors come to us because we're a bit of um the way you see charity a's information is going to be identical to the way you see charity b's information right the only thing that makes it different is is essentially what you've actually put in as your data regarding your your individual charity so okay. it's a I think one of the things that people like about us is that that kind of neutral lens, yeah, on performance metrics, and and we're really we're really careful about that. We try and keep our own biases out of the equation, and really try and be an objective evaluator in that in how we do what we do.
1: Great. Okay. So before we get into how you break that down and do the rating, um, I did notice that you are a five hundred one c three as you mentioned. You are also a charity. Um, And then I also saw, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is actually free for nonprofits to submit to get their rating done by Charity
0: Navigator. 100% free. So the Charity Navigators, we're celebrating our 20th anniversary right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Two of the founding principles of the organization was never charge the charity, never charge the donor. And so what we're trying to do is really keep it something where you know there there is no potential or perceived conflict of interest in anything that we do you give us your data we will validate you are who you say you are and mm-hmm. then uh, we'll process that and we'll run our algorithms on it and we'll issue a, issue a rating in that way
1: nice nice maybe something yeah. twitter <laughs> 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 We're going to keep this contemporary vote. <laughs> All right. So yeah, um, those conversations with Musky might want to have. So, I love this. So looking at that then and looking at this lens, I really like that. But here's a question kind of coming at you because a lot of charities that I talk to, they also want to provide free services for certain things and not charge. But at the same time, like, let's just go there speaking as you as a nonprofit. How do you make money then? Like, how do you keep afloat? Right.
0: So a combination of things. But right now, if you look at where our where our revenue is coming from, mm-hmm. it's coming from individual donations with the average donation size being forty five dollars. So thousands of little donations. And so part of how we're effective and I should have said this earlier, but right now, the we get about 11 million unique visitors to our site. So there's a lot of people coming. Yeah. On an annual basis, we'll send out fundraising appeals. We're going into, you know, the giving season soon. Mm-hmm. So we'll be sending out appeals. We'll also, we function similar to Wikimedia Foundation or Wikipedia, where, you know, it's a free service. If you like it, maybe you'll give us $50 at the end of the year. And so we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. On the on the other side, we're also very definitely working with and supported by some of the larger um Foundations. Mm -hmm. So we have support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. We have support from Fidelity Charitable Trustees Initiative, the MacArthur Foundation, Mm Google.org, and a little over a year ago, we were also we received a grant from McKinsey Scott, and so that's been a a game changer for us in terms of being able to rebuild our website. So, for example, so the big changes, the really big efforts. evolving our ratings to actually begin to assess impact in organizations is something we probably couldn't have done that with just the incremental individual donations. It was actually getting better at fundraising and grant writing, which is, <laughs> I think we all know, it's not, um, there's an art to it.
1: Yes. <laughs> yep. And a lot of people say, and this is very evil, but uh <laughs> other folks really weren't hard right yeah and definitely I mean grant writing is a great strategy to have as one of your revenues so I love that you mentioned it's not our only one it has been able to make some big shifts though for specific projects that we're working on um like the revamping of the website so that's fantastic but as your sustainable source it may be a part of it But you're really also, like you said, you're expanding those donations, expanding those other types of giving programs. So I think that's such a good example for other nonprofits to listen to as well that, yes, tap into some of these grants. But also, even as $45 from one donor, that triples, expand it, right? So that's just speaking on that too like especially as we're going into giving season what are some of your strategies then to really grow that donor base you know is it part of increasing your seo so you get more of those unique visitors or you know what i mean like all of those things can you kind of share with that
0: sure i mean and and because charity navigator is essentially a website right seo is it's a it's a you know it's a live or die kind of metric for us and we've figured out that there's for us there 's a one to one correlation between increasing our our num- the number of users and increasing revenue from individual donors nice. and so that's that 's an important uh, metric for us. I think the other thing that um, and this affects everyone, not just organizations running websites like ours it 's about finding ways to become Discovered by new users, right? We, you know, grant ac- acquiring a new user base is really important. And I think to bring it back to where I th- where I believe Charity Navigator can be useful to organizations, is that if you're doing something that people care about, then you want to be discoverable on every single platform, not just Charity Navigator, but you want to be discoverable on, you know, fill out your candid profiles, right? Yeah. If you're a guide yeah. spot by candidate. Yeah. If you haven't done that, you know, on some levels, um, you know, forgive me, but shame on you. Right. Because it's it's free. It's free publicity. Same thing with Charity Navigator. We're we're basically promoting you in a, and allowing you to do that in your own words uh, within the sort of the framework that we're providing you. So it's um, just, you know, spend a little time. It doesn't take that long.
1: I love that. I, and I love the way that you're kind of positioning that too, because it is, it's so important to be out there. And I know here's the kind of fallback where a lot of nonprofits kind of get down the rabbit hole is they may think that discoverability is social media alone. And I'm mm-hmm. always like, no, 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 <laughs> Other places that might have a bigger bigger ripple effect than that. Like, yeah, social media is can be very important to certain nonprofits and, you know, but also utilizing in the right way. And we're not going to talk about social media exclusively on this interview today, but just to kind of Mm -hmm. talk about, I love that you're positioning it like SEO is important. That's one of your main things. I'm sure you also are on social and other types of marketing, but really finding your place. As far as, like you said, guide stars, free charity, navigators, free 11 million unique visitors. You know what I mean? Like that's, those are places where foundations are going to say, Who do I, you know, maybe they got an application from you. They go to Charity Navigator then to kind of do that double check of transparency. Who is this organization we're interested in giving to them? Let's give them a deeper dive and see. And if you're not there, that could be a red flag for them because they just don't have enough information then. And they don't have that relationship with you yet, right? Same thing for donors. Same thing. They might be going there and saying, let me go ahead and check here and kind of give that check of you know that check mark so um can you kind of talk about like i know that you talked about that but is that what you also recommend to say hey not just social media don't go down those rabbit holes only these are other places that exist
0: i mean you want it's a little bit like think about you know diversifying where your revenue is coming from you want to diversify where your potential uh donors are coming from where your users are coming from i the other um you know it's um you can use the, if you have a good rating, you have a three or a four star rating with Charity Navigator, there's a branding kit that goes along with that. Nice. That shows up on all your mailings, it shows up on your website, it shows up, you can reference it in your grant application. So it's, we, we allow you to promote when you've done well and you have a good rating, or the same thing with GuideStar, when you have higher seals of, you know, they have seals of transparency, mm-hmm. which are essentially the quantities of data provided, you get a seal for that. You put that on your application. It's it's um, it's a badge of honor. Our ratings are definitely a badge of honor, and it's also a sign of credibility, which all donors are looking for. Yeah. Even if even if even if the foundation grants that you're applying for are going to do a significant amount of additional due diligence, which they really should, and you, you want them to, mm-hmm. they're still they may be using they may be using ratings as a as a screening criteria. Mm-hmm. They. The beauty of our of a, of a website like Charity Navigator is that it, it allows you to look at a lot of different organizations within a particular visual framework, right? And that framework, when you're doing comparative analysis, is really useful. Yeah. You know, I'm assuming everyone's used Amazon here,
1: yes. right?
0: <laughs> Comparing products, it's really nice to do that screen, you know, screen to screen compare, right? And so, we're trying to give them we're trying to give users that same experience, and though we focus on individual donors we have a tremendous amount of dialogue with institutional donors who are very much heavy users of our website.
1: Oh, I love that. And, you know, I love that branding kit because like you mentioned, even if you're like, well, I don't know if this funding source is going to go on Charity Navigator. Maybe they don't, but I can include that on my grant application. Do you also have like the logo or something you can include in a signature too in their emails? Yeah,
0: absolutely. So in other words, you, and, and, uh, you know, charities that are sort of have gone and checked got their got their branding kits they're using it and it's Mm -hmm. it's showing up in mailers it's showing up it's showing up on social yeah um i think i mean social social media is super important Mm -hmm. but it also it's it's contextual too so for example we're on as an organization we're on facebook instagram twitter linkedin we we haven't figured out tiktok in other words, I don't know how you make an interesting rating about, you know, an interesting TikTok on ratings, right? But I haven't we haven't quite, you know, TBD. T- you you- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: TikTok hasn't happened yet.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, and that's great. I love that, yeah, having that credibility that they can post then in different places to really and have this as a stamp of approval. And yeah. so important. And so many institutions, and I even know grant writers, like a lot of grant writers, they like to get a grant writing certification because they like to a lot of times put that stamp of approval, right? That logo there. So to kind of show, hey, even if you don't know what this is, this is a logo and it shows that I have something. <laughs> so it's it's a really interesting way, but I, I love that. Yeah. It's not just about being found on your website. It's about having that credibility. So let's kind of get into then, how do you rate organizations then? What is your criteria in your process?
0: Sure. And I'll give you a tiny bit of history because most folks know Charity Navigator for what was the original star rating, which was looking at financial metrics and accountability and transparency metrics that came. We were gathering that information from the tax forms that everyone files um, in the U.S., which is the Form 990. Yep. which I'm sure you're all painfully aware of and familiar with yep. <laughs> and um that data has been the backbone of our ratings and so what if this is sort of an interesting i don't know if i'd call it a fun fact it's a it's an it's an it's an artifact I guess you could say if you've been e-filing for the last three years you've got a rating with charity navigator
1: mm. and
0: you might not even know it
1: Nice, right. so you're, pulling that, you're pulling that data,
0: yeah. We're pulling the data automatically. So the IRS is making the processed 990s available in a machine readable way. Mm-hmm. We then consume that in our database, run our algorithms on it, and that gives us the what we're calling accountability and financial element of the rating. What has happened over the last two years is we've evolved the ratings to, to look at um, leadership and adaptability, which is pretty basic at this point in the sense of what's your mission? What's your plan to achieve that mission? What are your means of achieving that mission? How are you investing in your your actual leadership? And so in other words, simple things like that. We also look at culture and community, which is um, right now it's consisting of two data points, which we get this data from Candid, by the way. So I've talked a lot about Candid, even though this is really about Charity Navigator, but we're... We work very closely together with Candid nice. and in the culture and community um, area of the rating, we're looking at something that's, it's constituent feedback or how you listen to your beneficiaries as a means of improving the programs that you're, you're creating and providing to donors. So there's um, a how we listen information. And then there's also an initial view at equity practices within a nonprofit. So what are, you know, and these are, you know, salary analysis of your existing staff, publication of salary ranges on new jobs, um, you know, equity analysis. So there's a lot in there. There, there are about uh, 18 questions mm-hmm. that are part of the, the Candid profile. And then we're we're giving points if you've done a certain number of them or more. And so that's the culture and community element. And then finally, we're looking at impact and results and we're doing this specifically within uh service areas or program service areas where there's a known, we have um we have a known outcome for a specific intervention so take something like preventing blindness and the use of cataract surgery as a as a mechanism for that so we know the the outcome is eyesight right and then we're able to there's good literature on cataract surgery we know what the what the average costs are and then we can sort of factor out or normalize other externalities and then come up with a cost per outcome analysis. And so an organization that performs 200 surgeries is going to rate higher than an organization that, um, that uh, performs 100 surgeries under the same identical conditions. And that's how we're coming up with the impact and results score. Mm-hmm. Today, there are less organizations that are evaluated on impact and results, but and and these four areas, which we're calling beacons to stay within the navigation motif, <laughs> um, they have varying degrees of um, organizations that are rated across different areas. And so, at a minimum, we're getting uh, we're getting the accountability and financial uh, rating, and then we're adding these other elements to it when we're able to collect the data. Well, the yeah. last thing I'll say. Which is important with regard to sort of how the how the new website's working right now, is that donors can now search on which charities they're they're looking for certain charities, but then they can say, well, I want one that has done the culture and community work. I mm-hmm. want to see that as part of their score. Otherwise, I'm not giving to them, right? And so, and when you give us that data and you fill it out, then then you'll actually show up in the in that filter of search. Same with the other with the other uh, beacons.
1: I think that's so important. Are you seeing a influx then of using that utilizing that search tool to find that kind of information?
0: Very much so. I mean, this is just to be um, you know, in the spirit of transparency, uh, the the new website with the new search features just launched uh two weeks ago. So okay. it's still it's still very early days right now, but it's um and people are also getting used to the new uh format and feel of things. And so there's, you know, there's the um, I would say new users are delighted. The um, longtime users are kind of like, where, where, did, where did this go? And where did that go? And so we're, we're going we're going through a little bit of um, really healthy and good growing pains. But for the most part, everyone's just delighted with them. Well, I'll say the other thing that the search does today that it didn't used to do was it lets you search on a cause area mm-hmm. instead of just searching on the name of an organization, right?
1: I love that. So if you're like into conservation or environmental causes or uh, human humanitarian causes or different anything going like you mentioned um, before the war in Ukraine, like wanting to support yep. something like that. So, OK, so that's really cool. Um, I've seen even more businesses get more savvy in that way. So are you know, like. Um, I was in Portugal over the summer and we don't have Uber here, but they have Uber there. So I was using Uber and I was like, oh, you can pick an Uber driver that's Ukrainian. You can support Ukraine. You know what I mean? It was like really interesting to see the businesses also supporting these social movements in a bigger context these days. Um so our businesses also kind of navigating towards you as far as maybe their employees want you know they have employee volunteer things or they just want to know because they also give corporate sponsorships to nonprofits and that sort of thing.
0: They do and I think the where one the other addition to the website is and again we most of our expansion is through partnerships and collaborations with others in the sector so and, and I'm a big fan of you know Admitting that I don't know how to do everything, and finding somebody who knows how to do it better, and then figuring out a way to make it, you know, make it work for both of us. But um, we have a section of the site now that actually helps um, helps donors or helps users find volunteering opportunities, find um, giving circles. So this is something that's a there's a growing movement around. I care about this issue. I want to find other people that care about it too. Mm-hmm. we get together we create sort of a social a social thing around it and then we go out and find charities to support and we pool our resources and we give them a little bit more money and uh-huh. so there's a link to to giving circles there's also a link on um on how to do estate planning and and leave leave things behind in your will so we're really trying to make we're trying to sort of create a um i don't know if it's a one-stop shop but it's um it's a, as many Donor resources as we can, and then what we'll be doing on the um, and we're this is still sort of in process right now, but it's building out charity resources or the for the nonprofits and so also what are the some of the tools that you might need as a smaller sort of growing nonprofit, whether it's tools around um, strategic planning um, annual reports. Uh, how to, how to build out a theory of change. So it's, in other words, and not, it's not us who's going to do it, but we're going to provide links to others that are doing that. So we're we're trying to just be a resource platform.
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, it's one thing to go through a rating and be like, you need work, maybe need score. (laughs) But then what are the resources then to get to that five-star rating or that four-star rating, right? How do I get
0: better? yeah. Yeah.
1: So I really love that because it's not about shaming, right? It's about saying, hey, this is an opportunity to grow, but let's be real. These are things people are looking at. And how do you perform? Because a lot of times we know you're too busy in the work that a lot of times you don't have time to step back and and look at this from another perspective, right? So this is- No, and I
0: think, yeah, and and we, we create a framework that gives you some data points for your storytelling. Nice. Right. think about that. In other words, the elements that go into your charity navigator rating become some of the data points that you weave into the narrative around what you do as a nonprofit.
1: Right. That impact specifically, like, you know, that's unique for grants, right? Like you need that type of language. So, um, question about that. Now I want to play devil's advocate for a minute for, if you're looking at that. Okay. So, um, the impact and maybe I just, like, let's just see, if you're a larger nonprofit, so you may have more resources, you may have, you have, may have gotten more grants, so you can have impact a thousand people. If you're a smaller nonprofit, you may have all of the checks going into this, but maybe your impact isn't the same because you're just not at that annual operating budget, or you haven't received those larger grants. Would that impact their impact, <laughs> I guess I should say?
0: We're what we're trying to do right now, and the way we're we're, the way we're doing the analysis is we will factor that out. So we're trying to set basically the the known outcome is clear. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: The fact that you're um, a hundred million dollar organization, and then there's a you know there's a two million dollar organization that's doing the same thing. Well, you're going to have this one's going to have more surgeons performing that. That operation. This one's yeah. going to have less, but for the same dollar amount, ironically, you often find that the little players—they're doing better. Out, they do better, mm-hmm. and 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 here's this is a real part of our our equity journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty years ago, we were created to to evaluate the largest, most popular charities in the country. Mm-hmm. Today, what we're trying to do is evaluate the available marketplace and really find the best in, in what we're doing. And so, you know, when we started, we only had the really big ones. Now right. we still have the big ones, but we've there are over 50,000 charities with revenue sizes, less than 200,000 annually that are, that are rated and in our database and discoverable.
1: And that's a quarter that's a, then about, yeah. right? Yeah,
0: it is. It is. It's it's, and that to me is, you know, it's also, we're, we're growing and learning as we go. And so, um, you know, think about it, the way you evaluate the finances of a of a billion dollar organization versus a, a million dollar organization, it can't be the same, right? Mm-hmm. So doing that, that kind of figuring that out, that's also, those are the things that we're working on right now to really make sure that we're not, we don't want to, unf- we don't want to unfairly um, advantage anyone.
1: Right. And right. we
0: really are, I think there's such a, a the, um, in our own equity journey, we're really trying to help the less the lesser known mm-hmm. uh, organizations find the light, so to speak.
1: Yeah. I, I love that you pulled that equity piece in as well yeah. because that's so important. And and looking at it. And thank you like for letting me play that side and and being completely transparent. Be like, yeah, we are totally looking at that. And this is how we're doing it, because you know, what we're seeing are the trends are these large nonprofits are becoming bigger and they're kind of monopolizing a lot of the sector, right? So these smaller ones that they still have the impact, huge impact in their geography and their areas and everything. And they don't want to just be chapters of the larger ones because they are so different, right? So it's good that we're pulling them up. Another thing that I really love on this is what you talked about, your equity is... Um, also, pulling in points for the publishing of the salaries, and that's one thing I really promote as well like in equity, if you know, transparency on salaries, hiring, all of that. Um, we're looking at even gender, right? So, a lot of there's a lot of gender disparity still within nonprofits as far as pay gaps, um, all of those types of things. So, it's really good that you're pulling in some of that information to analyze um, as far as like, this is the point you're gonna get, <laughs> So can you kind of speak so, to that?
0: Mm-hmm. No, I can't, and, and I think the other thing is donors care about that. Yeah. And <laughs> what, we're, what we will, today with, with what we've launched just in the last couple of weeks, you're able to filter your search on size. You will be able to filter, and you can filter also on elements of the rating, So if you care about the the equity practices, you want to find organizations that have actually given some information on that. And then you want to look at that information. Mm -hmm. But we'll also get to a place where um, right now, the way we've done it, we've got lists, which will, for example, you want to give to organizations that are either focused on or comprised of Native Americans, Mm-hmm. Um, African Americans, right there, and we do again. We do this in partnership. So, in partnership with Giving Gap, they have a they have put together a list of black Black founded or Black led nonprofits. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, working with Native Ways Foundation and and the same uh, similar similar types of collections of Native American organizations. And this allows us to help help you find good organizations in a specific demographic category. Um, eventually we want to be able to filter on that with search. Mm-hmm. And so that elements of the rating actually become how you, how you actually find what you're looking for. It, mm-hmm. if, if, you know, one, one point on this is it's really hard as a donor to figure out how do I choose between 1.6 million charities, right?
1: right. Yeah. It's
0: too much. And so it's it's a process of refining and refining, and you want an impactful organization, but you also want one that is treating their people well, let's yeah. say, or, and, and, and you want to find measures that'll do that you want to look for, you want to look for an organization that's going to be around next year, right, because they actually, they know what they're doing, and they have the financial capabilities to, to kind of weather a storm. And so those are the types of things that we're trying to. Surface in a what I would really call it's it's giving you um, a health evaluation of um of a nonprofit and when when appropriate their actual performance
1: yeah I, I love that I love that piece though to say you know what I really want to support um an organization that serves um you know maybe disadvantaged uh, youth girls right so let's say girls mm-hmm. so then I can look and say, well, how many girls actually work there like how many women? <laughs> that organization are they practicing what they preach right and that is becoming more of a common uh, ground as far as like you're saying for donor involvement they're actually thinking about those things and looking for them and the same for foundations right they're kind of like okay is this a legit organization as far as and plus does it meet our priorities our values right that's really important because they don't want to give a bunch of money To a nonprofit that may have sounded well in their grant application, but then when they look at it, they're like, oh wow, they don't even hire, you know, maybe there's huge pay gaps going on between different ethnicities or different genders, right? And there's all of these issues, they don't publish their salaries. And now we've given it and our name is stamped on that organization, right? That's, oh my gosh, right? So something could go awry there. So they really need to protect their resources and assets when they deliver them, right? So I think that's really important. And I, I love that feature. It's really, have you also heard of um, Gender Fair with Amy Cross? No, that's no, a, no, yeah. 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 She, she came on the podcast recently. So folks listening, you guys remember her, Um, but she's, yeah, she does analysis on gender. Um, So it's really interesting and and, uh, for corporates, but just recently got to the nonprofit sector as well to give different ratings, but that might be a good partner too for you. So, yeah.
0: I will, I will I will look her up and ask you for contact information afterwards. But
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's a really good one. But I love this. And you know, folks can go to um where can they find Charity Navigator? Can you just let them know?
0: It's just charitynavigator.org. And mm-hmm. for nonprofits that want to submit data or see how their scores are showing up in what really is a nonprofit section, just go charitynavigator.org uh, slash portal.
1: Okay, perfect. So if-
0: Portal, and then you'll find the um, the, it'll ask you to log in and identify and sort of authenticate. In other words, we want to know you actually are associated with the nonprofit that you say you are, and right? right. so.
1: Right. And before we sign off today, I kind of also just want to circle back to you, Michael, because I was really intrigued by your bio and you sent it over. I was like, oh, this is so interesting. And even if you guys aren't watching on YouTube, go to YouTube because behind Michael is a sign that says, it always seems impossible until it's done. So I was like, what's that about before we started? And you were like, we've been starting some impossible looking things and <laughs> we've been doing them. So I love that. But I just want to know a little bit about. I mean, you have a history in dance and being a dance director. Um, also in music, you're uh, you're you have a degree from Columbia, right? For in music, and then also you've done a lot in the ocean. So we were kind of like resonating. So could you just tell us a little bit about your history and and why you got started in a charity, charity navigator? I think that's really interesting
0: sure i mean the short story is i i fall in love with things and then find a way to make it work as part of my lifestyle and i have um i was fortunate to be born near the ocean to have a father who was a an oceanographer mm-hmm. and um and also a surfer and a sailor and so all of the everything ocean related was part of my childhood uh-huh. and as well as um working with computers, because my dad was, um he was a mathematical modeler and a university professor and, you know, doing, doing ocean engineering and oceanography. So that was part of my just sort of the fabric of my upbringing. I then was really trained and studied as a musician and was writing music mm-hmm. and started writing music for dance, started dancing as a means of actually understanding what I was doing as a composer, but then Fell in love with dance. Fell in love with the dancer, <laughs> and um, and we started a company that we ran for ten years, uh, and we performed in Europe, in South America, in the United States. Wow. And we really struggled. And um, you know, I was mentioning this before. I I gave up on the dance company because I was spending all my time filling out grant applications. Wow and not getting grants and not being able to make a living as a as a dancer and a musician Mm -hmm. and so I started to focus more and more on my uh, computer and electronic skills Mm -hmm. which started getting me out working on research vessels out of Woods Hole Oceanographic and Mm -hmm. Scripps Institute of Oceanography out on the west coast Mm -hmm. and then use that as a means of supporting the art for a couple of years and then finally we transitioned I left the Oceanographic um, and we moved out to Seattle, and within a couple of years of you know working for an instrument manufacturer, I found myself at Microsoft.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
0: at Microsoft, I was able to use technology and learn and, and work in, in technology in a way that was using technology as a lever for change for social and economic improvement. Mm-hmm. And I did that for for ten years. I was in working in Africa and the Middle East and then also in in Greater Asia and that um that whole all that work was looking at impact the yeah. impact we were making through social programs or whether it was e-learning you know computer computer learning initiatives and articulating that impact both to the governments we were working in as well as the bean counters back at you know headquarters mm-hmm. was became everything that i did and so i became fascinated with that also we worked a lot with local ngos in those countries Mm-hmm. And so I was seeing the linkage between corporate government and and sort of civil society or the profit sector yeah. and um I'd say just to sort of finish the story in um in twenty eleven my wife got sick, and in 2013 she passed away
1: i'm oh, sorry and,
0: yeah and and this this sort of put turned everything around for me, and at that time, we were living in Singapore. And I began doing more volunteer work. I I also I I left Microsoft at that time Mm -hmm. and then through one of my volunteering opportunities became aware of the opportunity at Charity Navigator that was looking for someone with a technology background to actually sort of help evolve the rating system. And that was in sort of early 2015 Mm-hmm. And then by the summer of 2015, I was moving back to New York and I was becoming the CEO of Charity Navigator. So it's been um, and um, it's been the best thing I've ever done and the most rewarding work. So it's been quite a journey.
1: Wow, what a story. And, I, you know, it, it seems like it really relates. Like you talked about Charity Navigator. You know yeah. the beacons and the ocean and like it, it's guiding you back to that part of your life too in a different way like merging it together with the technology but still having that those concepts so that's really interesting so um what about dance or music are you still pursuing that on the side or
0: i still do a, a little um i i play i play guitar and i do that on my own more for myself and um and it can sort of be creative i think Mm my um i'm and that's also shifted into believe it or not more writing poetry and working with words and the music in words because i was also doing a lot of work in in writing when i was writing music i was a lot of it was also vocal music Mm -hmm. and in particular vocal music with harmonies and so that's um that's a creative outlet for me. Mm-hmm. The the other the other thing that's still very a big part of my life is um I live out um I live out by the ocean. And so I spend a lot of time in the water. Wow. And um wow. and, that, and so I dance, I dance in the water.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, that's so cool. Still, a,
0: still a very active and passionate surfer. And so that is a huge <laughs> part of my life.
1: <laughs> I love that. I learned in Hawaii back in university days. <laughs> it was a lot of fun surfing bed. so um thank you for sharing that story with with us. that's a really beautiful story and I love that you've kept this creative side to you because a lot of people it's hard, right you're doing you're leading this organization it's you're passionate about it, but keeping that side of creativity is so important to keep us energized, you know and it's, know, it's a
0: pleasure. Yeah. yeah no in other words but we we're we're multidimensional beings and mm-hmm. and you have to kind of keep that in keep that in uh in perspective and keep you have to exercise all of yourself <laughs> not yeah. just part, one part right
1: yes exactly i love that i know i'm even me i'm still working on my fiction books while i run this company and it keeps me energized and grounded right so yeah and just yeah. To, i love your mantra so i think it's, this is a good segue to your mantra which is Follow your heart, okay. use your head, make a difference. And I think that's so well said. So thank you for that mantra. I loved it when I saw it. I was like, oh, this and I heard it when you were talking, like through your words. So I was like, oh that's so cool. That is his mantra for real. <laughs> so
0: it's it's changed, it's 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 made my life. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's it's also for me, it's it's a it's a useful mantra when you think about giving. Yes. Because if you think about it, causes causes grab you by the heart.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: You then have to do a little bit of thinking to figure out all right, who's doing something to address that cause. Mm-hmm. That's where you search and find a charity and you actually look at a charity and make sure they're actually they're able to do something about that cause. Mm-hmm. And then you have to take action. Right. You have to you know get up off your butt, go and volunteer, yeah. write a check yeah. or or, or join the join the company right I mean in my case it's usually I end up joining the company right yeah. so it's sort of because I, I like I like being really actively involved and um, so um it it doesn't lead to a predictable career path
1: right yeah but, Which at least very,
0: very, but <laughs> yeah. it can be
1: very um, that's where you're really alive right that's where you're really living out those those values so it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and I see that in your life. So thank you for sharing with us, um, once again, about Charity Navigator, all the cool things that are going on over there, I encourage you guys all to go check it out, um, whether or not you're a donor or you're a nonprofit, and to really look at how you can get a rating of your nonprofit, how you can increase your rating. Maybe it's already there, but because you haven't submitted certain things, maybe your rating is not what it should be, right? So definitely um, you can contact Michael. I'll have all of the information in the comments or in the show notes. Uh, so any closing words today, Michael, before we close out today?
0: Um- only just follow your heart, use your head, and make a difference. And a huge thank you to you, Holly. Uh, this has been a real pleasure.
1: Yes, absolutely. You have to come back on. Yes.
0: <laughs> All
1: right. Thank you so much, Michael, for coming on the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast Show. We'll see you soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to Michael Thatcher of Charity Navigator really go into more depth about what Charity Navigator is and why it may be important for your nonprofit to know more about it. And for those of you who are donors, who want to be more involved with different uh, causes going on in the world, definitely check out charitynavigator.org. There's a ton of information there. It's a really great website. I love the rebranding on how they've done everything there. So do check it out. And once again, for today's show notes, go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 254. And if you love this podcast, please do me a favor and leave a review on your podcast player as this does help other people find the podcast. All right, guys, I hope you're having a wonderful week and I'll see you same place, same time next week. All right, see you later, bye-bye.